Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It is the hump hour of the hump day episode of Lori and Julia. And coming up, as we always do in the second hour of the show, we've got some random thoughts, we've got some Hollywood speak. And uh, pretty much no political news. So that's why you're here, right? Yeah, that's well, right. I'll just remind people uh, that I think this was Dan Rather last night. 1960, 68, 76, 2000, 2004, and 2016, the election was not known on election night. And in 1960, President Kennedy won by 1% of the vote. Yeah. So this is, this is going to go on for a Less while. than 1% of the vote. All right. Yeah. They'll figure it out. They'll yeah, figure it out. they'll figure yeah. it out. Okay, so yesterday, and speaking of Harry Styles, yesterday we, got, you know, Holly posted the photo of him with his hair slicked back on the set of the movie Olivia Wilde is directing him in. Right. Well, today his co-star was caught in a bathrobe, and that co-star also had slicked back hair, Chris Pine. Laurie, Harry, uh, listen to this. Okay, we know I'm, a little bit more about them. I love Chris Pine. And Chris oh, no, Pine, he's beautiful. In he, a robe and a tux with slick back hair the day after Harry Styles. I mean, this is. What is the name of this movie this that these movie, guys are making? Okay, this movie is called either Don't Worry, Darlene. I think it's called Don't Worry, Darlene. Um, Olivia Wilde is directing it. Harry Styles is in it. Chris Pine, Dita Von Teese. And all of them were spotted prepping for like a ball or a gala or something, because um, like the Harry Chris Pine is in a tuxedo, right? He, and he's with a bathrobe over it apparently, and it's about a housewife in the 1950s living in an affluent community, and some stuff goes sideways. Mm. And this is uh, Olivia Wilde after the success of Booksmart. Right, how wildly this is her. This is her second directorial. Uh, oh, I love that. Yeah, and um, and Booksmart. Oh, people, if you haven't seen that movie, that's such that's a great so movie. That's so good. Yeah. So, anywho, uh, Chris just, Pine can sing. He sings a duet with Barbara Streisand. He's just—he's um, the best, Chris. I mean, we don't want to pile he, on Chris Pratt or he anything. He really but. has a beautiful voice. Besides those stunning blue mm-hmm. eyes that he has. Mm-hmm. I watched his dad on Saturday in the oh. Halloween episode of Chips. That's right. That's right. Say his dad. dad's name. Bob Pine, right? That's Robert right. Pine. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty was pretty handsome. He, he, was, he was no Chris Pine. No, but he, yeah. he was handsome back in the day. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyway, so Chris, I really like him with his hair combed uh, back and I that the way that's styled. I just, you know, I'm really digging the whole look at this movie, Don't Worry Darling. Honest read. I'm I'm really I'm really Lori Lori has something in her eye and I don't know what it is. I'm it's, just gonna say it's bowling night. You're excited. You get to go do something different. Well, and there's some people that I haven't seen yet, you know, because we're a ten person team and now we rotate there's only four a night. So we don't get us our whole team. There's a couple of people I haven't even bowled with yet this year. And right. it's already November. I mean we got But you, you have a ten person team? We have a ten you can people. Only let- but only four people at a time can bowl because not everyone want, can bowl 
every week for gotcha. 31 weeks. So you guys weeks. have a schedule in advance? Yes. Feel, okay, we, yeah. we are April, our team captain and yep. the president. Of, it's, 10's a good number to have. I remember, you know, when I, when we had a team, it'd be hard to get the full five there. And you'd have, some people would have to pre-bowl. or Pre-bowl, and then your team owes for the money if you're yeah, bowling exactly. on a sanctioned league and stuff. That's something so, that we never struggle with with our tennis team yeah. because everyone wants to play so desperately yeah. that... You know, but you don't have a season that goes goes on, on thirty six weeks. It's thirty one. Ours, ours are only like twelve week in- increments, and then you have a little bit of a then break. We have a break but I think that yes. is the thing, and that's why some people like do the pizza and beer league because that can be like twelve week increments, right? So it's just that's an old sanctioned W, you know, league the bowling, mm-hmm. whatever the sanction World what? International Congress of Bowling Rules. Right now, Rocco, does Bruno bowl? Uh, he, he did some bowling for a while, but um, he wasn't as into it as I was. So. The kids are bowling again. My my son <laughs> told me he's bowling. He was very happy I gave him the pin in the shadow tip. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Tell everyone the tip. You can't say it okay. without sharing. Well, at first I asked him, is he throwing with the hook? Because I just picture him with a mean hook because he's big and strong. And he said, no, I throw a pretty straight ball. I said, well, eventually you probably your balls start hooking, but just Hit the head pin on either the right or left side. Right. Aim as best you can for that pin. And then the second pin, don't aim for the pin. Aim for the shadow of the pin you want to hit. There you go. Now, Rocco, that's good advice. Yes, and it, I feel like it all ties back into our hour one segment where we learned that group sex was like, what was it again? The Little League of Bowling. Little, it's like, it's yes. compulsive and frenetic. Get the pin in the shadow. And That's right. Your balls might Honestly. curve or something. Right. Come as, you are, come as you are, but make an effort. Uh, I'm going back to how we're dressing today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the Emmys. Okay, so this little story came out today okay. about one of our Hollywood boyfriends i would have had you dating him but he he's he's a serial monogamous and he jumps from woman to woman there's no time quickly. to catch in between to no catch Julie, up with there's him in no between. time for you to meet him and that's <laughs> um garrett headland you know oh, yeah. from minnesota he's 36 years old well, isn't uh, he having a baby with emma roberts yes right now? he is it's just come out today he had a very good attorney um but his people have released it because i guess it was going to become news that he was arrested for two DUIs in February in Beverly Hills or Hollywood. And he was arraigned, posted a $100,000 bond. No one ever knew about it. Right. His representative said uh, when the incident mm-hmm. occurred, occurred instead of incidents, Garrett immediately sought treatment, which was successful, and today's in a solid and great place. All right. But boy, did he, uh, I mean. DUIs he's, are. He's kind of old for getting a DUI, I'm just saying. And he's kind of rich for getting that when you have all the, you know what I mean? It's just like you, you don't pay driver, attention. You could, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I you just can't have, you can't drink and drive. I no. mean, it's just like we've known this for years now. But um, he, because it's the first time he got DUI, but listen to how California, he got um, 36 months of probation, three days of community service, a nine-month education and counseling program, wow. which is once a week, and then the other DUI but, he got was well, that's dismissed. that's two DUIs. Oh, the other. The other one yeah, was dismissed. Okay. So, 
Anyway, so there, they handled that. So they just said, hey, went, went to treatment. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was, uh, Emma was like, we're having a baby. Or, right. you know, we're, that all happened. But it didn't ever come out. So, no. anyway, I hope it's going to be okay. And but there, we know now. Well, we know now. All right. And by the way, because in honor of Betty Dodson, she wouldn't approve of that capitalist of goop, Gwyneth Paltrow, selling a $65 masturbation rock in her goop holiday gift guide for $65. It's a rock that you massage yourself anywhere that you need to be rubbed. You can just get one in the ocean. (laughs) I mean, I mean, and that just sounds so it's uber exclusive. Luxurious BS is what she says. All right. So I'm just liking it maybe to a hot stone massage because remember when those were all the rage, Remember when those first came out and yeah. you got one and you're like, ha, ah, yeah. that's hot. But that's you hot. could feel the muscles releasing right. and that trend went on for a while. So right. she likes to do anything with the vag. That's her sweet spot, so to speak. And Anything. And there's a vibrator ring in the Uber exclusive. I saw yeah. this. She, this. She loves to vibe on the go. I used to have a keychain vibrator. Okay. <laughs> it's time for random thoughts. We'll be right back. <laughs> You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if... And now, Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right, people. Today's November 4th, in case you're keeping track at home, and it's a hump day Wednesday. All right, so what do you guys think are the most common categories in Jeopardy? Potent potables. What one? <laughs> potent. I just always remember them saying potent potables, potables. for 100, Alex. Um, okay. That that didn't make the list. Okay. History. That didn't make the music. list. Music. Well, American history American made it. History, okay. okay. Um, before and after. Geography. Okay. I thought uh, that's a Wheel of Fortune category. Before and after. Mm-hmm. I am reading Jeopardy, though. Okay, cool. Um, potpourri. Instead of what was your thing you said, Rocco? Maybe Potent you heard potables. Maybe Potable. you heard it it's wrong. About, it's about al- you know alcohol, alcohol, alcohol oh. drinks. Yeah, science and literature. In case you're playing and you want to study in certain categories, before and after. Just had to ask Holly. She probably studied I know. up in all these categories. She, she totally would study in all the categories. All right, so um, only seven percent of the people. I just need to go back and revisit daylight savings time just for a final exclamation point on the topic for the year yeah well just till spring yeah thank you only seven percent of people say this makes sense anymore so it's kind of it's run its course honey in case anyone cares well it's gonna take congress or the senate or somebody to introduce it or it goes state by state yeah i know it's it, don't it's hang your hat on that one. I'm not going to. We're I'm just probably going to be dead by the time they figure out that one. Well, this is probably true. Now, this is something as a request for later in our show or maybe for New Music Friday, Rocco. Yes. Is the Jonas Brothers have a holiday song out, I Need You Christmas. Has anyone heard it? No. No. Do you want me to see if I can dig it no, up or no, wait till Friday? No, okay. no, no. But in the meantime, the Yvette Brothers... Have Avid Brothers. All right, Rocco, tell everyone what it is, and then let's play it. Uh, well, I I think they're called the Avid Brothers. Yeah, they're, they're so I've two heard brothers people from Avid or Avid. Right. What they're I call them, Avid. Avid. So that's all right. They were okay. at the Basilica Block Party, yeah. and they're so they're cute s- and they're so good. You want to hear the song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh. oh yeah, I like those guys a lot. I yeah. think that's kind of good. Okay, so technically, you guys, how long do you think a moment is? A moment is like two seconds. Okay. Um, and you, uh, Mr. Rocco. Let's see. A moment, yeah, like a, a moment is like a second. 
Okay, technically a moment is 90 seconds. Whoa. Moment I've been date? short shrifting my moment. You really <laughs> have because moments are memorable. Remember? Yeah. Um, moments debuted in the 19, excuse me, the 1398 Oxford English Dictionary. And it says there are 40 moments in an hour. So that's 90, sec- 90 seconds each. Well, Julia, I guess you're right, because whenever we describe our moments that we've had with people on the red carpet, they are about 90 seconds. Yes. The Jamie Foxx situation that was, was a moment. It was longer. That was longer. It was that was longer. five minutes. But All I mean, right. our red carpet things are moments. Where yes. we're, it's a moment. It does last longer than two seconds. Right. And so, we feel the memory of it because it does last at least over a minute. And we're having some kind of... Eye contact or conversation or conversation or, or, or exchange picture. of words or something. Yeah. So moments are 90 right, seconds, people. Good. Well, I'm glad we have not been using the word wrong. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, here we go. We had a moment. Who was singing this, honey? Uh, Carol King from 1993. Oh. We had a moment. You can really sing. Well, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm kind of impressed with that. A faker. But yeah, I, you know, I used to be a regular at Nye's. Yeah, I kind of... He can do the Prince part of P uh-huh. Control, that sign that you need <laughs> a duet right. with. Uh-huh. That will forever impress me. Uh-huh, of course, anyway. Well, no, but that's such a great song. Imagine that that would impress you. All right, so you keep putting on your hand lotion. I am. All right, Orson Welles. I feel Wells. very dry, okay. Julia, my skin. Beyond, I told you, this week is a very drying yep. week. The moisture has right. left the air. And I'm going to tell you a little trick to do if you um, don't have a humidifier okay. or don't have one on your furnace. Uh-huh. You can boil a pot of water. Yeah, that's true, can't you? And it, it's amazing how far that can spread to get yeah. moisture, you in know, your in your okay, house. It's idea. kind of amazing. Okay, so Orson Welles, we just did, you know, War of the Worlds, Orson Welles radio drama. His final role as a voice actor for 100 points was in an animated film. In, ni- in a what? In an animated film. <laughs> Okay. With anime. Yeah. <laughs> an That's you, com- you combined that. I like uh-huh. that. The Transformers, movie? the movie, which really? came out in 1986. He did the voice of an evil robot who could transform into a planet. Wow. Was that like the... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. First Transformer? Is that when that came out in 1987? Well, well probably 80... not like the fancy, you know, like she said, it was animated. It was right. probably some cartoon. Oh, yeah, I it see. was. But I remember when the Transformer, like... 
The Michael Bay. No, be, before that, but oh, when the, the, the dolls, the yes. dolls that you could switch the heads and switch it. My kids love those. Yes. They love the love, love, love those. Okay, so here are some scientific myths, myths that movies have made us believe. Yeah. Okay. They, love at first sight. Okay. That's one. You don't believe in that? Well, you have lust at first sight. Okay, like sure. at first sight. Yeah, yeah, you have lust at first sight. That happens all the time. That's the trick. That's the trickiest one of all. People are always falling in love with their lust. There you go. Yeah. But you can have that. Yes. Okay. So this is one you can hide behind a car door in a con- gunfight. <laughs> I know we've seen that a You've million times. You've seen that a million times. times. The bullet would go right through, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, a gunshot to the shoulder is no big deal. Ooh. You know, you see that all the time that people, oh, I just got shot in my shoulder. I'm and good. they keep running. Right. Just, just saw that in the ghost episode of Magnum P.I. Yeah. <laughs> Rick took one in the shoulder. Rick. Kept running. Rick. Yeah. Kept moving. Yeah. Or climbed something. Right. Hauled themselves up on something. Right. With the other good arm. Exactly. Because yeah. this is just to the shoulder. No big deal. But you've got a major artery and a large bundle of nerves in your shoulder. Here's another one is that... Um, Gun silencers actually work and are that quiet. Mm-hmm. They're actually pretty loud. Uh-huh. So we don't, you know, because you think you can just shoot someone and yeah. no one can hear it. Um, that um, you can knock someone out with chloroform in seconds. Yeah. Apparently it takes five minutes. You know, you see that and the body just drops. Oh, right. Yeah. Drops. Um, you should suck the venom out of a snake bite. That's not true. No, it can contaminate the wound. Oh, I guess I did and harm know that. the nerves and blood vessels of the victim. It can also harm the one doing the sucking. Yeah, you're better off taking your pen knife that you happen to have in your your Swiss Army knife in your pocket and cut it and out. Cutting, yeah, That's, and do, tying a tourniquet if it's uh-huh. cutting off supply. Okay, wow. let's see. Truth. Does anyone here carry a Swiss Army knife? I do. I, I do don't. too. Do you really? I do. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do. I do in the Boundary Waters, but not to Hubbard Broadcasting. No, I do. Well, it's not. It's in my mine's car. In my, it okay, mine's in my gotcha. car. Mm-hmm. Jack of all trades. You never know. I also have tennis balls, two set of jumper cables, um, blankets, hats, mittens, hand warmers. Um, what else? Interesting. A deck of cards, a, a football. I really have a lot of. Yeah, you've always had a closet. I, I do. On in your I, I just want to be prepared for all situations. And I think you and are. And a headlamp. And uh, you are. <laughs> Watch <laughs> out, MacGyver. You know it. Julia's on the case. That's right. All right, we'll be back. Thanks. Whatever happened to this group? We love this song. That I know. I think it was a one-hit wonder. Who are it they? It was a one-hit wonder. Uh, Deep Blue Something. Yeah, Deep Blue Something. And I remember this summer. It was it a was huge a, song. It was huge. We loved it. And we were always singing it. And. Breakfast at Tiffany's. I never knew the movie. name of it. Yeah, well, they sing that in the song. Too. Well, that's the name of the song is Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Yep, 1995. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, we knew that was the name of the song because that was always, you know. I don't well, ever. Julia didn't know. I never you, have heard that in this song. You what? did, Julia, because I know we would what sing we it. say. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes, okay. You did. Right, You're, I'm not going to let you try to get away with it. You're that little old chamois. I didn't even know the title little of the me. song. Well, who does? Not the other lyrics, but the title, yes, because right. they repeat it incessantly. All right. That's been my, been my experience with songs. At some point, they At say the point, title quite did. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing that's supposed to stick. <laughs> The top five song in uh, 1995 or so, and wow. ne- never really heard from again. No, they were totally a one-hit wonder. Would you rather be a one-hit wonder or a media- media- mediocre. mediocre band 
that never hits high, doesn't go low, tours. but constantly tours, Chase, and Chase does, too. does like the campground circuit. Yeah, Chase too. I yeah, too. probably. Yeah. Although, you know, my dad used to always tell me, you know, he's a, he was always a big Billboard, you know, fan. He's like, right. if, you hit, if you make a number one song, you'll never have to work again a day. Because the life. residuals? Yeah. And I don't know if that's true anymore, but it probably was true in the 70s and 80s when well, people no, were buying I, records. I think right. it could be true because of the reliance of music now in all of these TV shows and movies to set the stage for what year it is. But there's so much music that's but, made, But Lori. still, there's stuff like, I think of the Queen's Gambit, you know, playing that song by the Teen Vogue. The teen, or they're called the Vogues, and like they probably like they probably they probably got a good chunk of money for that. So there, you you see songs that get that show up over and over, and that's how a lot of times young people will know music because of its appearance in you know things that represent that era. All right, here's the deal. I wrote, I typed, and asked Google how much money does a song writer make per song. The answer is with mechanical royalties, the fee paid per song is currently 9.1 cents. No, no, that's the wrong question. Like, it's what can you live off of the earnings of a one hit wonder song? Something like that. But that's where you pick it up from is like that. And that's how you know the a show is a good budget when they're music. Like in Mrs. America. My gosh, that the showrunner on that she had like she had a good budget for getting good music. Even the Queen's Gambit had great music in it. I mean, the that's kind of, I mean, it's All almost right. become a like Rocco. A I feel thing. like that would be a good deep dive. Uh, like music royalties, yeah, we could do that. Or something. Because no. yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it all changed. I mean, it, think about how much you know. Think how many CDs you bought in the '90s, right? And now nobody buys music at all. They just stream it or YouTube it or whatever. You know. Although I do think that people do still buy CDs. Tell it me the last. It depends on the artist. It depends on who it is. I mean, Taylor Swift like really helped a lot of independent record stores this fall with her, you know, uh, whatever that sweater cardigan cd and she sent thousands of signed cds to independent record stores to get business in and people were coming in and buying them and buying them out i mean doing that kind of stuff well from a stream song basically you make point zero zero five five it's less than a cent yeah it's nothing and they said it can add up though if you have a song on like spotify and you get over two hundred fifty thousand streams which is generated only $1,250 in royalties, and then those are split three ways. But what I'm talking about is people licensing their songs. That's where they're making money. That's what Rocco was referring to, commercials, movies, TVs. All of that. That's where you can get some. And I think it used to be, you know, if I heard one of my favorite bands have a song in a commercial, I'd think, oh, what a sellout. And now I'm just like, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because you need the money. Isn't that funny? What a sellout. And the other thing, too, I, you know, when we were going to the shows, I tried to always spend money at the merch booth. Because that money goes straight to them. To the band. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not making money from Spotify. No, you and Lori are both music people. We both like to go look at the merch, see what's there. And I remember at one point in my life, thinking okay the concert tickets that much or i could buy the cd and you remember cat Lori, i for a long time had small children <laughs> and longer had, than they were small <laughs> my pri- priorities were completely different i don't think i went out for 20 years you didn't Julia. no because I, I went to the cabin uh, i was so happy yeah why not 
Don't remind me. <laughs> I'm glad I got you out here and there. <laughs> That's why we always would have so much fun because, like, it would be you'd get it. I'm going out, or we're going. Uh, it would never, it did not town. happen a lot because, no, it didn't. yeah. Okay, let's talk about one of our favorite actors who we've longed, long, long for him to become the A-list movie star that he should be because he's an A-list TV actor starring in an amazing show. If you're looking for something and you need drama and violence and um, really like Sopranos on Wheel, FX Sons of Anarchy, Charlie Hunnam, of course, who played Jax Teller and... That was a great epic show. I didn't watch it ever. It was so good. If you love The Sopranos and you've never watched Sons of Anarchy or you loved Breaking Bad, I mean, this is your show. It's about a motorcycle gang and just really, really good. I watched like an episode or two, but I saw how hot Charlie Hunnam was Charlie on the Charlie Hunnam, the whole cast of characters. Katie Segal is, I think it was like six or seven seasons, but Charlie Hunnam was... A breakout star from that. I mean, people were panting over him, and people knew him from a British show called Skins, I think it was. Yes, yes, yes. He's been acting since he was like 16, 17, but he sat down with a collider doing an interview because he's 40 now, Julia, and he is talking about his movie career, which is what he was. He was in Queer as Folk. Yes, Yes. the British version of that. so he's looking back, He's he's he tells Collider, it's funny, I'll tell you a story. Jason Siegel wrote Forgetting Sarah Marshall for he and I to do together. He wrote the role of Elda Snow, played by Russell Brand, right. for me. I went in, I did the table read, it was very successful. We know what that is, you guys. He got to keep his original yeah. part. Yeah, right. Exactly, Rocco. Um <laughs> Uh, He wasn't downgraded after he did the original run. You you can't be downgraded if you recognize it yourself. That means you're an actress in touch with your abilities. If you remember, I had two parts and I was downgraded too. I was supposed to be involved in the governor's office somehow, some way. Yeah. I lost a part too. Yeah. Not just you. Yeah, but I asked to lose the part. (laughs) Big difference. I'm going to stick to that. That is a big difference. I have the proof of my text to be Arthur immediately after the table read. Okay, so Charlie Hannum goes on to say, Judd Apatow was producing. He said, I was in a dark night of the soul in my career. But, of course, saying it in a British accent, isn't that lovely? Yeah. To describe that? Oh. At that point, felt as I needed to seize the trajectory, and nothing was really aligning up. And he said, he said Jason Siegel was one of my best friends oh which is why he wrote the movie for me but i had to tell him i'm so sorry i'm not going to do this that is something that he wrote the movie for him him. because he got such a kick out of charlie and his british fan you know ways or whatever and he said it was one of those things where it wasn't very well received by the inner circle of the production meaning his friend and judd apatow he said but i had to stand my ground say it's nothing personal I'm just following my North Star. I'm in a weird spot, and I'm trying to define myself what that's going to be. And he said, and it was one of those things that was really difficult for the like the first year after turning that down. He got a lot of crap about it. And then I saw this piece of stand-up that Russell Brand did. And I didn't know who Russell was, but I 
Another British bloke. He said, I watched it on Christmas Day with my mom, and it was just this liberating moment where I said, obviously, that's a dude who should have been playing that role. Clearly, I just had to step out of the way of the universe, manifesting itself. And he said his friendship with Jason uh, Seagal, Seagal, you know, allowed all this because Jason was inspired by Charlie Hunnam to write that part. Right. And they stayed friends. He said, but I could never have done it justice the way Russell Brand did. And it's just a nice example to me that my instincts were correct. And I think this whole conversation came out of, are you sick about the movie choices that you've made since Sons of Anarchy ended? Which is interesting because for getting Sarah Marshall, so this would have been in like 2006 and seven when they were getting ready to do the movie because it came yeah. out in 2008. But in 2008 is when he got the role and Sons of Anarchy right. started. So getting out of the way of yourself, really trusting your gut. Right. And you hear that with... with actors because yes. i'm you know i'm spending a lot of time with matthew mcconaughey well, we right never now. heard that story no, never that's knew interesting. That, that character and if you rocco you must have loved that movie it was hilarious which one and russell forgetting brand sarah forgetting sarah marshall i don't think i ever saw it oh but it's, it's really like yeah you can't watch it with your kid but no <laughs> it's very funny it's, it's a very funny and you know what it will give you a it's a travel thing that you can do because the whole movie is filmed up at the turtle bay hilton on the north shore of oahu Hawaii. You're on of vacation. Hawaii. It's beautiful. It's so beautiful up there. So it's just, it's on location. And, but we never knew that. I mean, mm-hmm. we knew he famously backed out of 50 Shades, 50 of, Grey, Shades of Grey. And we were devastated. Yes. Devastated. Although Jamie Dornan, I don't see him being any great movie star after that movie. Well, he's in a. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Charlie, he he said that he wasn't intimidated by the sexual content. He said the reason he had, to, we haven't heard this, the reason he backed out of Fifty Shades of Grey, um, he said he had already committed to this, anyone see this weird movie, Crimson Peak, directed by Guillermo del Toro. I did not see that, no. It's a it was, gothic horror. Well, that didn't even come out till 2015. Right, but uh, Fifty Shades of Grey oh, uh, yeah. was when, well, to, that was 2008. But anyway, they were filming it, and he said, I had to make a choice between the two movies. He said, I had given Guillermo my word over a year before that I would do this movie. And people were saying, are you crazy? Guillermo still has got four months to recast. It's the fourth lead in a movie. You go do Fifty Shades. And he just said, but I pride myself as a man in keeping my word. It means a lot to me. So that is why I didn't do that movie. And it had nothing to do with being tired from sons or the sexual content. Well, because I thought at one point some of the gossip that we had heard is that he wanted to rewrite parts of the script. Because she, yeah, he said no. Yeah, all right. Well, this Crimson Peak, um, it was with Jessica Chastain, Tom Hiddleston. It's like a gothic, yeah. scary thing, and it, it got like a six point five out of the 10. same director who did Shape of Water. So just kind of different, yeah. kind of storytelling. I yeah. mean, he's good and bad. He did Pan, I think, or Labyrinth, or I don't know, Pan's um, Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank you. All right, listen, we're going to Hollywood speak. How mad is Tom Cruise today at Kate Winslet? Oh. What is the meaning of this? Oh All boy. Right. I'm glad Tom Cruise is filming in Venice. Hopefully this news hasn't reached him because Kate Winslet has beat Tom Cruise 
She holds a Guinness World Record now, and the person she took it away from was Tom Cruise. What's what is the record for? Uh, any guesses? All right, let me guess. One guess. One guess. What it would be for? You get one. Rocco gets one. Okay. What's the question again? What do you think Kate Winslet beat Tom Cruise's mm. World Guinness record that he ha- had held for something he did in a movie? He had he had it for twenty five years. This record, so it must have been something like flying up out of a plane and doing something. It must it was a stunt. Well, maybe he didn't have it that long. But. All right, it was a yeah. It was some sort of a stunt where he's oh. When he's um, doing something where a plane is From taking helico- off. Hanging yeah. upside yes. down in a helicopter. Yeah, something like that and trying to put gas in another plane or go on another plane. Do, can you see Kate Winslet doing a role like that? Otherwise, mm. it's saving <laughs> Dancing people. Dancing in her tidy whiteies. No. Oh, no that's record. a good one. There's, or, there's no record. Or the one where she saved people no. from a fire on Necker Island. No, no. The uh, the thing, she's not an action hero, but she did snatch a record away from him because she held her breath oh, that's right. underwater for seven minutes while filming Avatar 2. It has been noted. It was recorded. It was adjudicated by Guinness. And she has eclipsed the six minutes that Tom Cruise had for holding his breath underwater on Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Okay, and I read this about two months ago when I was reading about Avatar, you know, because they, they were going to do, do this. And so that is... Who can hold their breath that long? How could you well, train you, yourself? You have to learn how to free dive. So she had to learn how to free dive and do Which means that. going underwater and holding your breath. Yes, okay. and you have to get used to all the way. I mean, you have to like train for it. And Tom Cruise talked endlessly about this when he was promoting this movie. about wow. And I just love it that Kate Winslet, the most unlikely actor because you know to take away this big thing and he's but how long do you think you could hold your breath right now oh my gosh julia i'd be lucky if i could go to a minute right yeah. yeah same should we have a mm-hmm. no, well, you know what, I, do what we used to do driving is we used to drive through the lowry tunnel oh yeah oh. And and everybody does what that about driving past the graveyard over a bridge or over or the, the high bridge wait or, you said driving past the graveyard yeah, have you ever heard that yeah, one? yeah. hold your breath yeah. So they don't get in. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so congratulations, good, good, good Miss, for her. Miss Winslet. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, do you believe this story? It's from the Sun. They say they had a paparazzi spot Brad Pitt driving uh, into Angelina's estate yesterday afternoon and staying for an hour and a half, going in and out of the. Um, private exit that all these places I told you, of course they do they have kids together they go to each other's places he goes to her she doesn't go to his okay but do you think like when he's there for just an hour and a half he's like just having kid time or is he sitting down and saying Ange, let's try and work this out i'm sure it's let's try to work this out you do yeah okay because an hour and a half wouldn't be enough time for any kid stuff well that could be enough depending on what age your kids are okay all right there you go all right here's another one for you uh really um Brooks Le- Leish, Leish, whatever his name is, married to Julianne. Yeah, Huff. yeah. Oh, he's, he's got to po- be sick of her. Oh, he's the estranged husband who's now definitely they're getting divorced. They tried to get back together. He was on a How Men Think radio show. Mm-hmm. Isn't that t- a lot of talk radio? I feel like <laughs> okay. Yeah. He uh, he he said uh, he said I cry all the time and it's wonderful. 
And it's something I've really learned since the passing of my two dogs. <laughs> oh, that's just such a good dig. It's something, not, it has nothing to do with my wife saying, come here, go away, come here, go away. It has to do with the passing of my two dogs. That's, that's beautiful. That's, she has messed with his heart. Well, you know what? I think, um, you know, she really got screwed. She was another woman who got screwed by Simon Cowell on America's Got Talent. Yes, she was. She got fired after a year. After a year, and uh, the Gabrielle Union got sued. You know, she sued, and NBC made a settlement. But she just got fired because she had a one-year contract. And the thing that she did that Simon didn't like is she didn't adore him. And she also declined his offer of having an entanglement. You think that's it? I don't There's believe you. you just... No, that that's a blind item that right. uh, Holly could confirm that. All right. I think that that is a confirmed blind item that that is a pretty much acknowledged. All he right. didn't overtly ask her, but it is known on the set that he needs to have at least one woman fawning over him. And if she won't fawn over him, then he wants to have maybe a little rendezvous and he wants to smoke his cigarettes. And wow. Yeah. <laughs> he really is a dink. We've known that. Right. Since well, like season one. Of, yeah. Of American Idol. Right. But, I mean, imagine that, that NBC, they're willing to pay out a suit to Gabrielle Union, lose her, because they can't tell him, no, yeah, dude, you can't smoke on the soundstage yeah. while right, we're filming. Go. There you go. Anyway, so, okay, that's a dig, you think. Yeah. Um, do we really need, I mean, do we need to go back yesterday's story? I feel like we glossed over when we learned in the December issue of Vogue that Beyonce, Queen of the Beehive, Literally has thousands of beehives. Not, not really. Not really. No. Well, that what is kind of interesting. All it right. is. Well, she her daughters have allergies. Yeah, but I mean, it's like we it's, did not properly. Very, well, of course, the bee yes. because the beehive is swarm. Yes, you know, they will yes. come out, and that was how we found that out. Is Edward Anningfell, the the uh, Vogue editor in chief for British Vogue, the one who is rumored to be taking Anna's job. Yes. He conducted the interview and he said, just reveal one surprising fact about yourself, which, you know, we used yep. to ask that question. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a fun, depends if someone will give you a frank answer. Do you have any left that I don't know? I don't know, but here's what she told Edward. <laughs> I know it's random, but I do have two beehives, real ones. That. And I've got 80,000 bees. So mm-hmm. it was just, I don't know. I just thought it was, it just sounds like we did not really. Just, we didn't honor it. We did not honor the, the, the sweet we irony. We spent like twenty minutes on brown fat and that, carrots. And right oh, for crying out loud. Yeah, but that was a, that was a eyes. study, and we uh, I'm buying carrots the next time I'm at the grocery store. Hi. <laughs> with the green tops, <laughs> Kylie Jenner had to make it be a tenth day in a row that somebody in the Car Jenner family did something stupid last night. She decided. What did she do? Well, she decided to take to social media to let people know about... um, She wished her sister a happy birthday, and then she said the Kendall collection restocks tomorrow at 9 for the last time, including this slip kit and this slip kit. And people were just like, girl, read the damn room. Did you just tweet about your business? There's an election. No one is paying any attention to any of this. So people were yelling at her, but... Her mom was just like, okay, good. That's 10 days in a row. We're on a roll, girls. We're on a roll. Who's going to do it tomorrow? We're on a roll, making the Daily Mail. Who's going to do it tomorrow? Who's got tomorrow? Oh, my gosh. All right. Listen, we will be back. We got Pop Culture Jeopardy. That's right. (gasps) Who will win this Wednesday? Me.
I think it's my day. I think it's going to be me. The topic will be stressful TV shows. No, oh, thank boy. goodness. I didn't watch one. Yeah, I think you did. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.